Hey, this is Mike. Thanks for tuning in to Arms Room Radio. We're currently on a news break, so stick around. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike, and I will be your host and your guide for the next uh, two hours here of the program. Hey, before we get started, let me introduce my fellow Patriots today, because you know the saying, you can't tell the players without a scorecard. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great, 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 great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corporate, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. How are you doing, sir? Everything doing good? Doing well. Doing well. Managed to even dodge some of the rain. Oh man, yeah, it did. You know that's uh, you know that'll happen in hurricane season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, get, you get some rain. You get some rain. Uh, on my left, guarding the door, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome him back, Mister Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. I didn't dodge the rain. Did not dodge the rain. Nope, but I. Drove right into it. I, I Head cut, first. I cut the drops with my katana. Oh, that's, you drive a small Japanese motorcycle? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I drive a large Italian motorcycle. Nice. Mm, nice. Okay. The, the Mario. Yeah, Mario. It, my, my Italian motorcycle eats small Japanese <laughs> motorcycles. Just a can of tuna? Just a can of tuna. That's right. Hey, before we go any further, let me uh, remind everybody we are live on the old interwebs, uh, 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays Eastern Time. That's 3 to 5 p.m. Saturdays Eastern Time. Just go to armsroomradio.com. That's armsroomradio.com and follow the links. Not the not the cat, not the little cat that runs around, the actual links with a K-S in it there. So let's drink some. Uh <laughs> Hey, Kevin, you uh, you had a story you wanted to uh, share with us uh, this I'm week. I'm sorry, I just have this picture in my head of you following a little cat around, <laughs> going, and the, and the lynx goes, you know I'm going to eat you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lefty, the ding-a-ling lynx. You listen up and hear meow. I, I, I do. I, I will change the names to protect the innocent, as you said, so we're going to call them beer, oh, oh. In, beer and anime. Oh, man. Yeah, and nobody's going to figure that out. Anime <laughs> filed for dissolution of marriage against beer. She wanted a divorce. She did. Now, the question is, are they still cousins? <laughs> oh, wait. They're not from Alabama. You are. I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. C- continue. Go ahead. Continue. Hold on. I'm getting out of the room. <laughs> later? That's going to cost you. Yeah, yes. Later. Um, so, Anime um, made some very interesting requests and some allegations in her petition for dissolution of marriage. And uh, over a four-day trial that lasted... We, we got it done in about seven months. Now, Kevin, you say a four-day trial that yeah. lasted seven months. Right. Are these like um, 
we, we had days day, on Pluto. We had or, a day. You know, we had a day of trial, and then we'd come back and have another day of trial, and we'd come back and have another day of trial, and then we'd come back and have the last day of trial. Because uh, these are very long recesses. Well, they, mm-hmm. they are because tired. The, the issue was that the uh, I, I took the deposition of the expert and she said, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I don't and, have an and, the, and that's hard to deal with when they, they tell you that. But the judge wouldn't let her testify at the second day of trial. And so I got to I got to take her deposition. And uh, I, I don't think she enjoyed that. I don't think she enjoyed her deposition. Uh, well, was it an oral or a rectal deposition? Uh, well, it for her it probably felt a little like both. Okay, all right. So um, you you went in and you got what you had to get. I did, right. and and we we got some direction from the court the other day, and uh, instead of re- recovering the approximately seventy five thousand dollars in attorneys fees and costs that she spent trying to convince the court that. Uh, he was a goose that laid golden eggs, and, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. and he was yeah, gonna, that's a pretty accurate and, description. And he yeah, was going to yeah. continue to lay golden eggs, and all you had to do was feed him. Right. right um, yeah. The court went, mm, no, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you this instead. Right. So you're, she's going to get two years worth of uh, alimony, and that's going to be pretty much the end of it. Um, so if I, you, you know, manage did, your investment portfolio yeah. by spending seventy five thousand dollars in order to make twenty four. Yeah. Uh, you probably aren't going to have an investment portfolio for much longer. So don't be unreasonable when, when you decide to dissolve your marriage. Actually sit down and, and think about what the truth is because there's a point at which not only does your spouse know right. that you're lying and does your lawyer know that you're lying, uh, there's going to be a point at which the judge is going to realize that uh, this is, uh, there was a word you used, the malarkey. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's malarkey. It's the poo. Because judges never tell you you're lying. Right. They just go, um, your position is not supported by any substantial <laughs> evidence. By reality. <laughs> nope, they don't say that. <laughs> that competent substantial evidence right. is, is not supported by competent substantial evidence. And that's that. That's just a lovely for a, an attorney to hear if you're the one saying, no, there's no competent substantial evidence. There is uh, the other side of that equation, though, which is, uh, could you please not have your client tell my client that we lost so that I can get paid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I saw the order, and uh, I know you say the judge doesn't say certain things, but I'm pretty sure I saw the phrase cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in there. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty sure. There's an implication that perhaps there was a little, uh, there was a lot of imagination that yeah. went into the, yeah. into the w- why do you think that's the number? Oh, because. Because why? Because my client told me it was. But what did you find that made it true? Just what she said. Yeah, this is the expert. By the way, this yes. is not this is not this is not the 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 woman seeking the divorce. This is not their their attorney. This is the uh, the expert. So when, when you were told what the truth was, did you go back and change your assessment? No, my client said it, uh, the truth wasn't true. Yeah, the truth. Who needs the truth? You but can't she testified the truth. to it. Yeah, but she said it, it may not be accurate. Her testimony may not be accurate. Right. I don't understand a lot of this, and even I'm confused, and my uh, head and, hurts. And, and that's for and what that's, little I do and, understand. And that's why the the, the judge said, um, "Somebody write it up." And <laughs> yeah. Once you've written it up, if you guys want to appeal stuff, go ahead. You know what's really expensive? What's that? Divorce appeals. Yeah. Do you know yeah. why? Do you know why? Because nobody wants to do them. <laughs> no. You know, after living a, a a case for two years with somebody, you know what you really want them to do? Move away. <laughs> Move away. See, and that's why Earl and I will never get divorced. I, I don't mean from each other. I mean, 
<laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, from our own wives, yeah. our own wives. Because Earl, I know you, and listen, you have your, you have your, your love. I know, and your, 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 I your, know why Mrs. Earl. Right, it's a beautiful, loving relationship. Me, on the other hand, I don't want to wear pants. You'd have to go to court and do all that. So Yeah. yeah. Well, and one thing, too, I was brought up in a household that divorce was never really discussed. Murder, on the other hand, <laughs> that was discussed, uh, but never divorced. That's a joke, folks. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be a witness. Uh, no, no, no. No. Uh, she kill him. She kill him oh, to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say yeah. it'd be me. She kill him dead. <laughs> she would. Hey, stick around. We got a we got a great program coming up for you. Dr. John Adeen will be with us from Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. Uh, Major Bill may or may not be with us today. He's uh, he's uh, trying to brave uh, you know, conditions around the storm. Let's just mm-hmm. say let's just say it that way. And He's testing his rain gear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we're going to talk to you about uh, preparedness. You know, for no matter what the situation is, we're going to talk to you about preparedness. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. 
Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special Or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT SIRT training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, be sure to check out our friends at Next Level Training. That's nextleveltraining.com and get your very own CERT SIRT training pistol. You can choose from the Model 110, which is the Glock lookalike, the Model 107, which is the Smith & Wesson M&P style, and the new pocket pistol. Hey, you don't have time to get your reps in? This is how you make time to get your reps in. That's nextleveltraining.com, and tell them Arms Room Radio sent you. Uh, you know, gentlemen, we want to talk to, uh, to everybody out there about the Florida's declared emergency and the evacuations I want to talk to you about firearms. Florida has a, a distinct law uh, that uh, is from lessons learned. I would call it from, well, I, I, it went into effect after Katrina, you know, to, to make sure that never happened. I'm sure there was a couple other places they probably gained experience or, or some insight from, but it's a it's direct result of, of Katrina. The, the If you recall from uh, after Katrina in New Orleans, the uh, police, the, the military, the National Guard, whoever it was, went around and did the seizure of firearms. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna seize the firearm. We're going to take the firearms because we're trying to make everything safer. And that was just all kinds of ruckus. And, you know, hey, what other uh, constitutional rights are you going to uh, suspend while we're out here? You know, just the one that I could protect myself with or, or, or all of them, you know, due process, free speech. Just let me know. But it... Uh, it's, it's something in Florida that is, is unique to Florida. I think Florida is one of the first. Kevin, do you recognize the law from anywhere else? Not really, no. I, I think this is the, the, the first time that it's been implemented as a two-step process. They're, and again, remember, we're talking about 
does somebody suspect you're doing something you shouldn't be doing? Right. That's when you're going to get stopped and asked those kind of questions. So if you legitimately look like you're trying to flee your neighborhood because there's been a state of emergency declared. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them what we're talking about. And then an an evacuation order. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's the two steps. Uh, Let me give you, let me give you the statute, uh, you know, the word for word here, and then Kevin can break it down for us and, uh, Help us all understand it. He can he can explain it for he us. Can, he can he can he can uh, translate the legalese. Okay. Uh, a person who carries this is the Florida law. A person who carries a concealed weapon or a person who may lawfully possess a firearm and who carries a concealed firearm on or about his or her person while in the act of evacuating during a mandatory evacuation order issued during a state of emergency declared by the governor or by the local authority under their guidelines. As used in this subsection, the term in the act of evacuating means the immediate and urgent movement of a person away from the evacuation zone within 48 hours after a mandatory evacuation is ordered. The 48 hours may be extended by an order issued by the governor. Kevin, help, help us help us out here. The, so you said two-step process? Right. First, there has to be a state of emergency declared. And then there has to be an evacuation order issued for that particular location where right. you are. Right. Now, you may be a visitor there. Say you, you live in, in the northern part of the state and you're in the Keys when an evacuation of the Keys is ordered. Right. You you have your firearm just in your car. Yeah, yeah. You just stuck it in the trunk. Well, now you want to carry it because you're evacuating and people, sometimes bad people use that as an opportunity to prey on other people. Yeah, listen, there's a, there's yeah. a bunch of reasons this, this came about. Now, obviously, the lessons learned in Katrina, but when people sat and looked at it, this was... Just like Kevin just said, there's going to be people that prey upon the weak, the those fleeing, the whether it's a you know a, a theft of of the items that they're trying to take from you know take out of their home to their their safety zone. By the way, folks, if you are evacuating, minimal essentials. That's all you need. You know, remember, you know, there's where you're going. They need space. Also, the more stuff you bring, the less people they get in there. Uh, if you're going to a, a center, so. Please remember, please remember that if you're if you're evacuating during a, during a, a major event, you know, and this doesn't have to be hurricanes. Uh, listen, we we, we know we, we've we've got stations and people listening to us in the uh, Pacific Northwest. You got uh, uh, earthquakes going on up there all the time. You got the wildfires going on in Washington State. If you've got to evacuate out, and here's the other part of this, you you may have no intent to want to conceal carry. You don't want to leave them back at home. Maybe they're family heirlooms. Maybe they're just values. Maybe you're just safety conscious, and you don't want to leave firearms there. So when your roof gets ripped off your house or you get burned down, uh, you know that there's not firearms exposed. Now, again, there's not a law like this in Washington State. There's not a law like this in California. And the reason I bring you guys up is because you need to talk to your representatives. You need to have this. Natural disasters are not unique to, uh, you know, the the Gulf Coast and the East Coast. You know that this happens everywhere. And the ability to move those firearms legally with exemptions is what we're talking about. There's only one circumstance that I can envision where no one will care if you're carrying a firearm. The apocalypse. Zombie. Zombie Zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. And by the way, just in case you're listening, and you are part of my inner circle, if there are zombie dragons during the zombie apocalypse, you are all on your own. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even saving my dogs. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Oh. Not even oh, saying wow. that. Wow. He's serious. You were going to get the cold serious. dog shoulder when you got yeah, I already had a conversation with him. <laughs> I, they, I made him watch and they went. Well, giving the dogs the cold shoulder. They are prepared to carry their own bags. Ugh. They're they're ready to run. Now, I picture your dogs with the uh, holding the, 
the stick with the little red bandana full of uh, dog food in it, and they walk down the street like that. You know, is, they're is not the, hobos. <laughs> no, no? <laughs> they got full tactical rigs. Oh, okay. Tactical. With with GoPro, GoPro cameras and I'm out of them. So the dogs might leave you, actually. No, no, no. You're not going to no. leave the dogs behind. I, I've slaved it to my my various uh, they're drone devices. Dogs. They're drone dogs. They are. They're, they're, they are, <laughs> they're you got GoPro drone dogs. I do. Yeah, <laughs> and they've learned to Scout be- Scout dogs. They, yeah. And they've learned not to bark on posted land. Yeah, because yeah, they're smart. They're smart. Right. They won't stop chasing the pig, but they won't bark on posted land. Right. Suddenly they'll go quiet and, and where are the dogs? Ah, they're running across they, posted they land. They can nope. recognize nope. that sign. They'll huh? be back in a second. Just listen. And if there the dogs are evacuating in Florida during an emergency and an evacuation order, they can carry their firearms concealed in their hobo bag, or excuse me, in their tactical gear. Actually, they they each have uh, a saddle gun that <laughs> they carry just in case you know. I, Somebody rides them. I drop one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a saddle gun. Well, it is. It's <laughs> it goes in their saddlebag. Oh, okay. Their their rigs are saddlebags, and I I keep you know a little something in there for, for just in case. Right, right. There you go. Don't hurt my dog. Don't. You, here's my gun. Don't hurt my dog. Don't hurt my gun. Bang. Oh wow, the dog shot you. That was weird. Huh. Mm, yeah. Laser dogs. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Well, it's a it's an RMR. It's not really a laser. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> It's red dot from your side. Hey, listen, folks, all, all kidding aside, the law in Florida is what we want to make sure you understand. If there's an evac- emergency declared, which the governor put out earlier. Oh, in that the week, was like like first yeah, week, or second week, week before. Second day yeah, of the week. Yeah. And then you get the evacuation order. You're allowed to take that firearm. And again, even if you don't have a concealed permit, you're allowed to take that firearm. You're allowed to you're allowed to evacuate with it. You're allowed to use it until you get to your destination throughout Florida. Now, Earl. You brought up a point about if they're leaving Florida. Yes. Uh, Georgia allows uh, having a firearm in in the passenger compartment of the vehicle without a permit. Alabama does not. And those are the two states that that touch Florida. If you were going to e- you're going to egress by vehicle. Correct. Correct. Not aircraft. Yeah. Listen, don't or, don't fly in a hurricane. I'm just going to say you, that. Just don't fly in a hurricane. You might yeah. be on a boat. What? You, you could be on a boat. Yeah, you ride the surge Not to, it. to you know Nebraska, perhaps. Oh, no, I mean you you might want to take your boat and get out of here. Oh, you know? you, yeah, yeah, sure, just, sure. You, yeah. I'm not sailing. Let's let's go sailing now because <laughs> the wind's perfect. We can tack in a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd really make some time. That's yeah, true. you would. Yeah, yeah. Sailboats. Boy, it's butt. cold up here in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but Earl, you said. Uh, so Georgia is okay as long to carry it in in the, the passenger compartment, but Alabama there's issues. Correct, has to be unloaded and stored in the storage, i.e., trunk. But something that we're going to make painfully clear to everyone: if you had a concealed weapons permit, both states are reciprocal with quite a few other states. Yeah, and would alleviate all this. So you confusion. didn't get prepared. You should have gotten prepared. And when the emergency you're currently facing is over, go get prepared. Hey, the Constitution's my permit, buddy. Unless, you, of course, it's in a state that requires an actual permit, and then you have to get one. Yeah, because you, you want to have that conversation on the side of the road with a <laughs> no, law enforcement officer. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. that'll yeah. go really badly. Right. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. And you're going to need lots and lots of lawyering. So protect yourself with your firearm if you're under the evacuation order, under the state of emergency, and then protect yourself. If you're leaving the state or any time after the order and get yourself the concealed weapons permit. Uh, Folks, uh, 
stick around. Uh, we're, we're, we're heading out to a break. We've got Dr. John Adine when we get back from uh, Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Alan West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to SSS.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. Want to reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke? Simple. Eat right. 
This is registered dietitian nutritionist Melissa Dobbins. A healthy diet can mean a healthier you. So eat a variety of proteins each week. Seafood, lean meat, poultry, beans, and nuts. Fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables at every meal. Choose foods that are lower in calories, fat, and sodium. Limit your alcohol and maintain a healthy weight. Let a registered dietitian nutritionist help you achieve your goals. Find one near you at eatright.org. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C USA.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech studios. Hey, be sure to join us at the Gun Rights Policy Conference coming up September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. It's September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and what is that? That's two weeks away, guys, right? We're two weeks away from being there? Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for the, for the, for the response. <laughs> Actually, there. he's doing the math, man. I think I have a depot in Dallas. That or no Fort Worth. Fort Worth. There we go. Th- that yeah. same week. Same thing. Same thing. I think I think that's the whole Dallas Fort Worth. Well, you know what? We we got a guy coming on the program, and he'll be able to tell us the difference between those two. But uh, but for now, yeah. Listen, join us out there. Come meet national gun rights leaders and your fellow grassroots activists at the 32nd annual Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. It's your once a year chance to network, get an insider look, and plan pro gun rights strategies for the coming year. Hey, listen, this is a great event. You just want to get involved a little bit. You want to kind of figure out what's going on. You want to see a little bit of how policies and strategies are formulated. This is it. This is from every every state. I think we were there and we saw the grassroots activists, you know, that, that were our, our, our good friends from the New Jersey Second Amendment Society, uh, Arizona CDL, Virginia uh, Citizens Defense League, uh, New Florida Carry, Georgia Carry. I, I just you go on for state after state after state. Yeah, even the guys from California. You know that's where we met uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition. One of the other people we met there at the program, and it's been a couple of years back now, saving is, uh, the best for last. There we go. Is Doctor Doctor John Adine from. Uh, do- Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. Uh, Dr. John Adine is also the Chief Surgeon of Arms Room Radio. Uh, welcome back to the program, uh, Doctor. Hey, it's great to be back as always. Yes, and I am looking forward to the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Um, I'm going to be uh, one of the speakers on uh, Saturday. Usually we get the last slot on Saturday uh, afternoon. Okay. And I think there's going to be four of us from Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership uh, talking. Uh, and, you know, if you're going to be there, please find me, look me up. I'd be, love to talk to you, especially if you're in the healthcare profession. We really are, are still looking to, to uh, increase our numbers. And, um, but, you know, 
Anybody who wants to talk to me, I'm more than happy to come talk to you. You know I love to talk, so yeah. that's, now, that's a lot of fun. Now, Dr. John, you've got the – when you're having the other healthcare professionals come to meet you for the uh, Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership to learn more about the program, maybe be involved in that. Uh, John, just for just for clarification, while we're there, uh, um, if there are any nurses that want to meet us, they could also come find us at our, our table in our booth, and we'll make sure we direct them to you as well, sir. You're also looking for healthcare providers for a new program that I've seen uh, posted here on uh, drgo.us. Right. Well, we're rolling out a a new program that will connect patients with gun-friendly providers, and it's called 2adoc.com. That's the the number two. The number two, the letter A, doc, D-O-C, dot com. Like Second Amendment. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. And, and the reason that, we, you know, we, we decided to do this is because, you know, there's an institutional bias against guns in the medical profession. And, and you know, we've, we've talked in, at length in the past about, you know, doctors asking people if they own guns, whether it's related to why they're there or not, and that this is a boundary violation. And, and unfortunately, in Florida, uh, the 11th Circuit struck down the key provisions of the Firearms uh, Owners Privacy Act right. in the uh, you know Wolfslager versus Governor of Florida case, and so we, we felt we felt that this was going to be a good thing to do to try to connect two way friendly uh, healthcare providers with patients who care about their Second Amendment privacy, and so it, this is a free service. And it's pretty simple. You know, if you're a healthcare provider, you just go to 2adoc.com and uh, sign up. This is a, if you're a patient. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, this this is a this is a big deal. This is this is this means a lot. I'll tell you why. I I recently uh, it was flight physical time. I had to go get you know to get my uh, my flight physical for my little the little pilot thing I do on the side and. I know that this doctor is uh, is Second Amendment friendly. We've we've had the conversation before, but. You know, to try and go somewhere else, if you ever have to go somewhere and, you, you, know, you know, it's time to go to my doctor, whether I'm sick, whether it's physical time, whatever it is, you, you know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, sir, come on over here, take your shirt off. Let me, uh, let me get the old stethoscope out here and check your heart. Well, you know, I'm, geez, I'm carrying concealed. I don't want the doctor to freak out. I want the nurses to freak out. Uh, Listen, some of us, you know, we don't want to have the gun on when you weigh in either, right, Kevin? You don't want those extra two, three pounds. That, that counts, that, you know. That's yeah. why I have a, a firearms-friendly provider because... Uh, I take enough grief from them already <laughs> about, <laughs> about, you know, you're not making weight. No, I'm carrying all steel frame today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. No polymer for you. Yeah. So you get to go in and not have to worry about it. This is just, this eliminates another gun-free zone because you don't want people to see your exposed firearms. And not only that, but, you know, they're not recording your, uh, your, uh, firearms possession for oh, the government to see. Sure. Yeah, it's not. They're not putting it in your permanent record, you know. Right, right. Because we we all know that with the with electronic medical records and with the Obamacare system, the federal oh, government has access to those records. That's and such a such a to, successful they can, program. They can, yeah, <laughs> but they can they can find out that if they want to you know mine that data, they very well could find out. Sure. Through your physician, whether you're a firearms owner or not. Exactly right. Now, this is not just you know primary care physician. This is allopathic physicians, osteopathic physicians, dentists, chiropractors, psychotherapists, psychologists, counselors, optometrists, pharmacists, nurse practitioners, and it goes on and on and on. And listen, I'm just sitting here looking at it. Uh, 
uh, optometrist. You know, you, 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 you're sitting there with the doc, and 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 he's you're very close proximity, and you see that he sees that bulge, and now you don't have to worry about that. This is you know Second right. Amendment. You know, friendly people with a chiropractor. Listen, my chiropractor is a gun guy. We talk guns all the time. but And I walk in, and the first thing he does is he gives me a basket like I'm at the airport getting ready to go through a metal detector. And he goes, <laughs> here you go. And he, he hands me a key to the cabinet underneath. He goes, this way when yep. you get on the machine, you don't have to worry about where it goes. You know, so he's a, he's exactly. a gun guy. And, I, in fact, I'm going to bring it to his attention so so he can, you know, get on board with this. My eye doctor. Right. I, I, right. I brought up to her that. I, I can't see my rear sights anymore. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't. I can't focus that close. And she went, "Well, did you try some trigicons?" <laughs> that she actually said, "Go to go to a dot." Yeah, go to go to some fiber optic dots, Kevin. You know, <laughs> I, I, I put an RMR on my dot. Yeah, well, these are people right. that yeah, listen, folks. If you if you have a doctor that you know Second Amendment friendly, give them this information. Get give give them to a doc.com and also give them drgo.us. You know, they they they're both. Well, it's the same organization, but two different programs. You know, the new, the new program from DRGO that you know. Let's share this with all our other two A friends and supporters out there. Right, and I want people to understand that this directory will not be published online or anywhere else. So it's it's completely private. Um, we do not uh, verify provider credentials or licensing. So you know that's still up to you and you know your state. Uh, organization make sure these guys are credentialed and we will not screen patients in any way either so if basically we're just trying to match people up the longer this program goes on the more providers will have the, the, the less misses we'll have so we're going to it's going to be done by you know regions and areas so you know for instance if you're in orlando and you're looking for a orthopedic surgeon who's second amendment friendly hopefully we'll have uh, a number of those to, to pick from, right? And 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 so it's not going to be published on a website for the for the antis to go look through and to troll all, all the two way docs, yeah, the two way nurses and providers and stuff. Yep. So we real we really want to keep people's privacy, and we re- but we want to be able to connect people, and exactly. I think that this is a really nice service to be able to do, uh, and it's 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 been coming along for the last few years, and now we're really we're we're gonna. Uh, really roll it out and try to get it off the ground. So it'll take a little time, just like you know the old my the my Facebook or my Spacebook, whatever it is that that took a little bit of time to get everybody in <laughs> there. People it took a while for people to use the Twitters and all that, and but it's uh, but now they're both rocking and rolling, and 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 it'll it'll catch on. It just uh, folks, you need to you need to support this, pump this with your your providers, pump this with your medical friends, and uh, and listen, I, I'm sure if you needed to find a really good orthopedic pediatric surgeon in the San Antonio area, you could find one on this website. I think I know one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'll find him on there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I signed up about three or four days ago when I got the word on this. So I'm definitely on there. And my partner, who is also a two-way friendly guy, is also on there. So uh, we are more than happy to to, uh, to take care of, of your children's orthopedic needs. Uh, certainly, you know, we have, you know, law enforcement, uh, guys and they, you know, they're carrying, we know, I can tell, you right. know, it takes yeah. one to know one, but right. yeah, yeah, but yes, exactly. So, you know, we're, we're happy to, uh, to, to do that and, and hopefully we can open things up so that, uh, people who are in need of whatever, especially will be able to, to try to match somebody up. Exactly. Dr. John, we're, uh, we're, we're coming up on the break here. Can you uh, stick around with us? Maybe do another segment? Uh, yeah, you bet. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Stick around. We get back. More with Dr. John.
Tech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, this is the Hometown Heroes Alliance segment of the program dedicated to helping injured, hurt, and wounded heroes and the families of fallen heroes through adventures, compassion, and care. Check them out and get involved to make a donation today at hometownheroesalliance.org. That's hometownheroesalliance.org. 
Speaking of speaking of hometown heroes, let's bring them back on the program. Uh, Dr. John Adine with the Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. Uh, Dr. John, thank you for hanging in there with us. And it's always fun. I enjoy spending every minute with you guys that I can. Well, well, thank you. You know, and we'll get to like we said uh, last segment. We'll get to do it coming up here in uh, two weeks down at the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas. Now, now, Dr. John, I know you're in San Antonio. We're going to be meeting in Dallas, but you guys have had some. Uh, some tragedy going on down there in you know near the well obviously Galveston Houston area with the with the storm that 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 came through right yeah i mean you know the uh, harvey was a a very slow mover and so what happened was it made landfall um just kind of northeast of uh, corpus christi right in a place called rockport and it pretty much wiped rockport off the map uh, it, it, it damaged a lot of stuff. And, and I am very fond of Rockport because that's where uh, I go duck hunting out of. So oh, it's, okay. it's one of my favorite towns down right. there along the coast. Right. Um, and so I have some friends that live down there. Fortunately, they managed to get through okay. But the storm traveled very slowly uh, up towards San Antonio and stopped about 60 miles southeast of San Antonio, sat there, went around in circles for a little bit, and then went back out. Uh, out, up, out along the coast and then back up, um, past Houston. But during right. all that time, it was moving, you know, one or two miles an hour and right. dumping horrendous amounts of rain, mostly in the Houston area. Although we had wind and rain, you know, even up to where I was at, we had, we only had a few inches of rain and a little bit of wind. It was really not much of an event for us. But the further, uh, east, uh, and south and, and north you went, um, they got really slammed. Houston, I think, got about fifty inches of rain. Uh, yeah, which is which is a record. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and with 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 the way the the way the storms move and the the circulation, it's just Houston's right there and where it was positioned. It was pulling the water straight out of the ocean and dumping it right onto Houston. Plus, plus your storm surge and everything else going on there. And you know, for for those that don't don't know, they've never been to Houston. You know, Houston's a it's it's not. Well, it is. It's directly right there on the coast. You know, Galveston Bay comes right up to Houston. It's a it's a port city for the most part, and Houston's surrounded by levees and dikes. And it's not as lowland as like say New Orleans is, but it's a town with barriers for water. And you start bringing storm surge in and dump fifty inches of rain over a day or two, and uh, you end up you end up with everything flooded like like uh, like Houston did. Right. And it's basically built on a bayou, which is uh, Cajun for the word swamp. Okay. <laughs> not, they they, they basically <laughs> built it on a swamp. And, and interestingly, uh, the reason why Houston is so populated was because in 1900, the, the island, Galveston Island was actually the major city there. Right. And it had the, the port and, you know, the, and that thing got wiped out by a, a hurricane with a huge storm surge and just, completely cleaned the island off. Kevin, what, what, so, was that, what was that hurricane like, Kevin, when it came back through in 1900? It was a lot like Camille in 69. Like, like Camille in 69. Okay. <laughs> right. Wiped out Dolphin yeah. Island. Yeah. Cut it in half. Yeah. And, True. Yeah, but it, it, I think, it, I think the, uh, the height of the island was six feet and the storm surge was 15 feet. So it just literally, <laughs> the wave just came right over and just wiped the island clean. And all those people said, you know what? We're not doing this again. We're moving inland. And that's right. why Houston, all those people moved into Houston and Houston grew and grew and grew and grew and right. and now it's like 3 million people. So it's it's a pretty big city and a lot of the people who uh, you know uh, were displaced from uh Katrina from New Orleans moved to Houston and now all these people are displaced again. Yeah. 
so it, it's a it's a, a tragedy, uh, you know, on a, a human scale. And uh, you know, fortunately, we have good people in Texas. We had the you know the guys from from the Cajun Navy and the Cajun Army. Uh, you know, they they put their boats on their trailers and they rolled to where you know people needed help. And uh, they pitched in and they rescued a lot of people. And, you know, there was a lot of lessons learned from Katrina. You know, in, in Katrina, the authorities told these guys, go away or we're going to arrest you. You know, you don't put that boat in the water. Whereas in Houston, they were saying, yeah, put your boat in the water. You know, people are that way. Go help. And so a right, lot of people's right. lives were saved. A lot of yeah. people's lives were saved. Nobody makes fun of your jacked up truck when your city gets flooded. <laughs> you know, they don't say anything about the fact I've, that that's got a seven foot lift on it. I've seen a few videos of even uh, National yeah. Guard being pulled out of the water by rednecks and jacked up trucks. Yeah. Got to put the yeah. scuba kit on them, guys. Got to put the scuba kit on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most guys did, did a phenomenal thing. And, you know, even you know, people in San Antonio, um, they, they've been pitching in. Uh, they, uh, uh, my Castec Woody. Uh, Castaneris and a good friend of mine, Ben Branham, who's a uh, firearms instructor and a, and a podcaster in his own right. Um, they both went headed down to the coast and they pitched in and helped people, you know, rip the, uh, the, the, the wet drywall out of their houses and, you know, clear, pull up their carpet and get all the stuff out of their, their houses, help them clean up. Uh, and it was all volunteers, you know, uh, Ben's church group went down and they, they did, you know, phenomenal, Phenomenally good things. I can't wait to talk to Ben and find out, you know, what his experiences are. I'm sure he'll be passing that along on his uh, on his uh, website, uh, modernselfprotection.com. And uh, I mean, those those guys are just, you know, I, I can't say right. good enough things about. They're just top of the line people. You know, they have a, a heart bigger than uh, you know than that storm surge. I mean, really, they're just great people. So, you know, I have to commend them for for doing what they did. And you know, and there were thousands of people volunteering and pitching in, not just with their time and effort, but people, you know, lots of money. You know, they've been raising right. millions oh, of yeah. dollars to help yeah. to help to help this. So, you know, it just shows you that you know most people in, in the United States are still good people, and and that you know there are some dirt balls out there, and we're going to have to watch out because that's right. Those the dirt balls from Houston are now are are getting displaced, and they're going to be in Dallas. They're going to right. be in Austin. They're going to be in San Antonio. Some of them are going to head back to New Orleans. You know, so you know, crime crime's going to go up, and we have to be uh, vigilant and watch out. Oh, sure. And then Houston um, has to worry about the, uh, uh, you know, the, the predators coming to to Houston to 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 build people out of their money, and we're going to fix this for you and do, do that, and we're going to steal and you know, cash checks and be gone, and you'll never get what you want. So again, folks, right. there there is a. Like like Doctor John said, there there the world is full of great people, but it's also full of some really crummy ones too. So just just be aware. Trust but verify. There you go. Trust but verify, Mister uh, Number Forty, Number Forty. Trust but verify. Said that. There you go. Uh, wasn't wasn't that Ronald Reagan? Exactly right. Number Forty, the fortieth president. Yeah. yeah. Trust but verify. Yep. yep. Very good. I, I think that's that's awesome stuff, and I think that's good good uh, rules to live by. And you make sure these people are bonded. And that uh, they have references and all this kind of stuff. If you're going to hire them, to you know, because you're right, there's a lot of fly-by-night people that are going to be heading down this way, and you know, they they need to. Uh, you have to be very cautious, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. Buyer beware. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a tragedy. I know. I, th- I think the last uh, last numbers I saw said nine killed, and again, it looks like most of that 
from the flooding. I know we had, uh, tragically, there was a police officer that I, I believe he had just come from rescuing some people and then yeah, made a wrong turn. It thought it was the puddle and it was a, it was a lake or a pond or whatever. And with all the gear and the seatbelt and he just couldn't get out. He, uh, he drowned. He was a 30 year veteran, I think, if, mm-hmm. I, if I recall. Yeah, was, so yeah. Was yeah I think, I think on the job. toll was more like 30 to 50. I mean, it was really a much bigger number. Yeah. I know there was a family of like six people that drowned in a, in a van. Wow. Well, maybe I've got so the number wrong. Maybe, maybe I said yeah, I saw a, a, a wrong number, number but. Um, Dr. John, listen, that's, uh, that's all the, the time we got for the segment. We appreciate you joining us here on the program. And, and again, sir, uh, please, anytime we, you, you can, and we want you back on the program and, uh, we, we will see you again in two weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. This is Dr. John Dean, chief surgeon of Arms Room Radio. Keep your knives and your scalpel sharp and your minds sharper. Folks, remember, exercise your second amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Stick around. We'll see you next hour. shell ejection but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it'll make you a believer the caltech rdb the bullpup done right innovation performance caltech see more at caltechweapons.com thinking about buying an ar rifle maybe for hunting or home protection there are a lot of them on the market so why choose an arms room ar rifle well one they're made by veterans and first responders people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle two the arms room ar is made with the highest quality materials and standards your arms room ar may not ever be used to defend life and property but if it comes to that know it'll work right the first time every time shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of ar rifles pistols parts and accessories that's armsroom.com where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike, your host, 
lead guitarist, driver of the Winnebago, and deputy chief cook and bottle washer. Uh, hey, oh no, go ahead, go ahead, sir, go ahead. Bottle washing. We're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about bottle washing. Uh, hey, let's go around the room real quick. On my right, the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Doctor Corbett, approved memos, lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Yeah, good to be back. And we're also going to talk about different ways and methods of cooking. You can cook bottles? No. Oh, all right. Food. Okay, Boil gotcha. water in a plastic bottle. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Hey, on my left, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin, the bottle washing man himself, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, uh, we want to talk to you folks about preparedness. You know, this is this is whether it's for the uh, as as Kevin prepares the zombie apocalypse. You know what? Or if for you're ready for the zombie apocalypse, everything else. Oh, is exactly easy. right. You're, else. <laughs> you're ready for natural disasters. Yep. You're you're ready for a small you know a small emergencies, large emergencies. If you if you've prepared for that, you're prepared for everything. Uh, Kevin, with Florida's state of emergency that was ordered by the governor, uh, you know there was there were some people sitting around the table, and if you could see it, you saw it on the news where people were going crazy. Oh my God! I gotta have bottled water. I gotta have the bottled water. I gotta go get the bottled water, and I'm going to uh, act like it's the first Cabbage Patch doll going on the shelf, and it's 1984, and I gotta get it. <laughs> That's an accurate description. Yeah, pretty much. I saw people at a dollar store buying one bottled cases. Like you know, it's a case, 24 bottles in a case, but they're a dollar a piece, right. paying 24 dollars for a case of water. It, you're not in that bad of trouble. Okay. No, listen, unless unless when the order came out, you know, your 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 faucet immediately stopped working at the house and you had no bathtub or no place else to keep any water or any anything else, you know. There's and I'm sure you'll get into this. You don't Oh my goodness, I got to have a bottle of water otherwise I'm going to die in the storm. Uh, that's not how it works. No, you can get enough water to live off of by putting every pot and pan you own in the yard. Yeah, yeah. Just put it out in the rain yeah. and let it fill up. Yeah. But there you go. don't leave it during the most windy part. The windy part. Or if yeah, you do, put a rock in it. I, I Okay. I, I, I might put something not a rock. You know, something that what might be a little easier to control, like uh, something else. Maybe a piece of ice. Ice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Something nice. that will hold it down. And This is it, a tropical hurricane we're talking about. Yeah, right? I'm not worried about that. Okay, it, right. It's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> it's not going to go that fast. Okay. Um, Freeze water, because if you, the more you freeze, leave the lids off. By the way, as you freeze it, yes, uh, leave yeah. the lids off the bottles. Yeah. Freeze them. Y- yeah. Get your get your soda cans. Freeze don't, the water in the soda cans. Don't freeze them in glass. No, I've got another step for you too to help down the road. You know, after you boil all the water to make sure it's clean, freeze it. That way, you don't have to reboil it again for next time. What if? What if it's? <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Things you can find on the internet. That's a, I was it's making a, really, a joke. No, no, you know it's not even oh a joke. That's a really good point, though. You don't freeze. <laughs> That's a really good point. You don't freeze it after you boil it. You let it cool and you drink it. Because you know the best place to store water in your belly, inside of you. <laughs> That's why you need to hydrate like crazy right before you get hit by whatever emergency there is. There's two things you always should stockpile inside yourself. Ammunition. No. 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 Uh-huh. no. Yeah. Inside yourself? 40, 45, 50 BMG. Not inside yourself. At least one round. No. 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 Rest. 
and water. The best two places to store that are inside your person. Just don't do them at the same time. Now, if you drink while you're sleeping, you'll drown. That's talent. Get yourself a fishing life vest, the kind that, that aren't always inflated. You can give it a pull and throw that thing on. Oh, a boating. I was like, what's a fishing life vest? You mean like a, like a boater's life vest? Yeah. Or, okay, got not, it. Yeah. Not, it's not constantly a big bulky thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not the, uh, you, you know, it's, you're not on the Titanic and it's a big right, giant. Right, you know, it's, it's not like it's, something a lot smaller. It's, it's the little personal flotation devices that activate when you pull the little right. ripcord yeah, or whatever. Put on Put that yeah. thing on if you're going to be out and about and maybe in places where the water might be getting a little deep. Yeah, which could be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, look at look at Houston. You know, put, put your kids in them. Right, right. Yeah, put your kids in them. Yeah. Um, if you've got documents you're really worried about not being able to carry everything, scan it all, and email it to yourself. Right, right. And you'll be able to get it oh, later. It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. Oh if, no! If they've got if you've nobody got, understands if you've got the cloud. Original documents you're worried about, and you you can't get everything stored. Right. Put them in Tupperware. Put them in Ziploc bags. Stick them in your in the dishwasher. Attic. No, in your dishwasher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lock the dishwasher closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The dishwasher was waterproof because it didn't let it out. It's like, like a frog's butt. It, 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 <laughs> it's it, watertight. Or if you've got a front-load washing machine, stick right. it in the front-load washing machine, right. close it, it'll be watertight. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the same logic holds where I use, I, I save microwave ovens. Oh, yeah. To, for EMPs because they kept the radiation from coming out. They'll keep that's, the radiation from going in. That's not the English military police, by the way. That's no, the, it is not. It's... Um, it's a, it's a it's what I'm afraid Korea is going to do to us. <laughs> the, yeah. the electromagnetic it, pulse. Yeah, they don't have the targeting systems to hit the United States, but they could hit the continent of North America. Sure. Somewhere at about 100,000 feet. Yeah. That could be a problem. Yeah. Hopefully, right on the old San Andreas fault line. No, no, our no, friends, no, Cra- our friend gonna, Craig is there. They're not yeah. going to Craig and Billy. They're yeah. not going to reach the ground. Yeah, yeah. Patriot and Thad will take care of it, not reaching the ground. I built those systems. They work. They work. <laughs> Believe me, I saw the videos. They work. They, they work. They work well. All right. So we, we're going to continue to give give you some give you some tips. I know, folks. We, we we get off track here with each other, but with with the water. Listen, uh, you know, you you want to make sure you have water. But if you don't have water, don't worry about going down to the local supermarket and you know committing a crime to you know, to beat somebody else in the parking lot because you saw a bottle of water roll underneath a shopping cart. You know, Kevin said it. Earl said it. Turn on the bathtub. Fill up the bathtub. Fill up every pot and pan you've got, every piece of Tupperware. Because what's the purpose of the water, Kevin? The purpose of the water is... is To to clean yourself, hydrate yourself. There you go. Rule rule number one, hydrate yourself. And listen, and and, and Kevin said, clean yourself. You're not going to take a bath in the bathtub full of water. What you are going to do is scoop a cup out and brush your teeth in it. That way you don't get contaminated water in your mouth. You are going to scoop out some to cook with. And you'll boil it first, and if you have it, if you don't, you you use some of the sealed container water that you you already have, right? Or or just you know a drop of bleach, two three drops yeah. of bleach in a two liter bo- Coke bottle. I've been saving and Earl will test of this two liter Coke bottles for what uh, two decades? Uh, hey, as hey, long hey. as I've known you, diet, diet Coke bottles. Well, yeah, they were yeah, diet Coke yeah. bottles. <laughs> I'm I'm a nut for diet Coke. Yes, I save the bottles. Yeah, and and we wash them out, and I I've got I don't know three or four dozen. 55 gallon bags full of empty bottles right right yeah and i use them to store all manner of stuff from five five six and nine millimeter to water uh, folks hang out for a second with us we got we got to run a break we'll get back we're going to talk to you a little bit more about emergency preparedness zombie preparedness and uh and, and, and all things good in preparedness you listen to arms room radio coming to you live from the caltech studios we'll see you after the break
The Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. 
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we, we left off last hour talking to everybody about emergency preparedness. You know, we, we, we kid around, we talk with you, we try and have a little fun, keep you interested. You know, we say zombie apocalypse, but, but like Kevin has said uh, several times on here, if, if you're prepared for the zombie apocalypse, you're prepared for everything. It's a euphemism yeah. for every kind of catastrophe you can possibly have all simultaneously. Uh, we left off last hour talking about water storage. We, Kevin says that... He saves his soda bottles. He saves his, uh, you know, not, not every little, you know, water bottle he gets, but the two liters, the one liter bottles, and he just rinses them out, puts the cap back on, throws them in a garbage bag when they fill up. You know, you got two, three garbage bags full of them in the attic or in the, in the shed up on a, on a big shelf somewhere. And listen, when that, when that mad rush comes for everybody that's got to have bottled water or they're going to die, uh, you know what? You just go outside and you just uh, spend about 15, 20 minutes at the faucet filling them up from your good water source, and you're good. It, and don't waste your drinkable, potable water for things like refilling your toilet if your water goes out. Right. You know, you can do that with captured rainwater. You, you can. Go. You can go out to the pond. You go, out to the, go out to the. Go out to the flood. You know, go, Get go, yourself. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Bring a bucket. You, you yeah. got a. You got a swimming pool. Use a swimming pool. There's right. nothing. Now, raise the swimming pool's level before the storm hits hard, and shock the water, because you may just made that potable water. You you may have to let it air out. Right. You have to. Remove it and let the let the chlorination evaporate, but then you can drink it. So uh, say that again for everybody that that has the, that has a pool. Right, it, shock your pool, raise the chlorine levels and the water level in the pool. Raise the water level, Pro- probably about the top of the skimmer. Yeah, do not drain any water out of the pool. Oh my God, no, you don't. you could run the risk of your pool coming out of the yeah, ground. But you sure I shouldn't because it's gonna. I don't yeah, want it to overflow. Let it overflow. Yeah, it won't hurt. Let it overflow. Uh, it won't hurt. Little water is better than the pool hitting your house. Yeah, exactly. Because pools float. Yeah, yeah. Shelter after hydration. Shelter indoor food run neck and neck, depending on the environment you're in. If you're in the Arctic Circle, food is not a very important thing. Shelter is really, really high on the list. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, so we are not dealing with a Arctic Circle kind of circumstance here. What you need to be out of is you need to be out of the wind, and it's not because you're afraid that the wind is blowing. It's you, what the wind is blowing. As Mr. White said, <laughs> you can do a thousand sit-ups, but if you take a spleen, a, a stop sign through your spleen, that hurts. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So it, you, you want to be out. You, you want to be in something that can sustain itself during a, a, you know, a, a Category 4, Category 5 hurricane. Right. That's a, that's a can be a pretty substantial structure. Get yourself some way to communicate and or to at least be advised of what's happening around you. And, and again, Kevin says hurricane, but but just to reiterate, this is for any natural disaster, any emergency. This is mudslides in Washington State. You know, this is the Mississippi, uh, you know, flooding over. This is uh, the, the heat waves up in the Northeast, you know, when, when we see them. Oh, it got to 90 and people started, you know, croaking. Well, yeah, they don't have any AC in there in these big giant brick buildings. You, need, you, know, you need to have, you need to prepare for what can happen to you and a lot of the a lot of them are the same basic principles. It's situational based on the where you are and what is happening. And you need to have 
not one plan. This is my plan for everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. It, you need to have different plans for different things. I, you know, my med kits cost more than any single firearm I own. Yeah. Because I use them more than I use my firearms. Right. I, you know, the likelihood of you having a need of, of a Band-Aid is a thousandfold more likely than you're going to need to use your firearm in self-defense. Right. Wear gloves. Wear gloves all the time. Don't wear sandals during the zombie apocalypse. With socks. Don't wear sandals. With socks. But they're comfortable. Don't wear socks during the zombie apocalypse. Okay. With sandals. Right. <laughs> Don't wear sandals, folks. Don't wear sandals. If you're wearing flip-flops in order to evacuate, you have not planned ahead. Okay. <laughs> you, you well, I packed be... my good shoes. Oh, my God. You, you would. <laughs> hey. You would. We need at least one person wearing uh, flip-flops during the zombie apocalypse. That way I can, I'm sure I can outrun them. That's it. There you go. Yeah, that's why. I yeah. nominate not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it. Yeah, not it. Not it. Uh, why wouldn't you wear sandals, Kevin? It, it exposes your feet, which are going to be your main source of transportation if right. something really goes wrong, to all kinds of hazards. Uh, y- your hands and feet are your tools when everything else stops working. You got to have those fully functional. You can't have injuries. You can't. You just can't. You need to have a solid pair, preferably of boots. Um, if you're going to be in a flood area, take the socks off and put the boots back on. Yeah. Uh, you you don't want to get basically what amounts to jungle rot. You get a bacterial infection because of the dampness. Used to drive my soldiers crazy. We would go uh, to swampy areas, to very wet areas. Uh, have to do river crossings, and I would wear jungle boots. And I would wear jungle boots. For those that remember the jungle boots, the old military jungle boots, they're uh, leather bottoms with canvas sides. And they have the drain holes on the bottom. There's two drain holes on each side, about underneath the arch of the foot on both sides. And they have they have a very unique insole fiber, inside yeah, yeah. that isn't it's foam. It's a pad, correct. It's more like, uh, it looks more like a mesh. It's like a straw mat, almost. Right. You know? <laughs> because yeah, yeah. it'll dry. And I would not wear socks with them. No socks. And, oh, the boots are uncomfortable. Well, you, you know what? Sure, they're a little uncomfortable the first couple times you wear them, but you break them in just like any other pair of boots. You break them in without the socks. And, by the way, why would you wear a sponge inside a boot that's designed to bring water in, take water out? Do you know why it's called commando when you don't wear underwear? Because that's what commandos do because they don't want to get that same kind of rot in their groin areas. In the commando area. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You, you don't right. want yeah. that. Yep. You don't want that. So don't wear cotton. In a flood. Right. Or white after Labor Day. No, wait. That's different. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's actually accurate. That's I don't want to argue with him yeah. about the fact that he's right. <laughs> Shh. Dude, don't tell him that. That's right. Well, and the white shoes tend to attract snakes. So I just. That's true. I don't wear them after Labor Day. That's true. That's true. Was there something else you were going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a Pat Boone reference, but I figured it would be lost on most. So <laughs> let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, food. Put back the kinds of things that you normally eat. Don't suddenly change your diet or start eating things that you've never had before. You're going to get sick. You know what you don't want to have? A a case of the screaming trots during the zombie apocalypse. It's not not a good plan. There is a sure-fired method, though, to prevent the the screaming trots. The MREs. Yeah, one bite. One bite of an MRE. Yeah, It's also about 9 million calories, and you'll you'll, you'll, you'll be clogged up for a week. It'll lock you up, solid as a rock. But it's designed to stay in your system 
as long as possible and the reason it stays in your system as long as possible so you get every possible calorie from it listen yeah if you if you do happen to find yourself in the evacuation area and they hand you one of these light brown dark brown bags of meals ready to eat from the military uh, don't don't sit and eat it like it's a thanksgiving meal and no. eat, eat no. it all slowly <laughs> it's very slowly that bag's got make, something like 8000 calories in it make and it last it is designed to make you stop doing the pooping because yeah. it wants everything to stay inside of you and so, you don't want to be interrupted in the yeah. middle of a of a firefight yeah. with you know the the bad people. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, because you've suddenly got the urge to go caca. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I ate one MRE three days ago, and now my pants don't fit. Yeah, yeah. well, there's a reason. You know, there's a, there's a reason for that. So, just listen. If, if that's your only source and you have to have it, just read the read the label. You know, and, <laughs> and, there. and hydrate. Yeah. Oh, hydrate like crazy hydrate, when hydrate, you're hydrate. eating that because yeah, y- you know you don't want to eat those kind of calories right. and not take in enough fluid because yeah. your body's going to want to digest them and it's going to need. I'd recommend a side if, of, if of you uh, don't have enough water. Cooking oil. You know. Don't eat. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have enough water, just don't eat. Right. You, you, you know, everybody's like, "Well, I'm so hungry." Yeah, I, I, I know somebody sitting at this table that went 11 months without a solid meal. Yeah. So I, you know what, you can go a long time without eating. Right. Uh, and still. You'll be you'll be fine. Right. You'll get an insignia yeah. that says I beat anorexia. Yeah. You make a little squishy noise when you walk, but you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah you will yeah, be fine. Yeah. Uh, folks, listen. These are these are all great tips. We want you to be safe. Uh, you you understand the laws in uh, Florida. We've given to you in the other states uh, the, the laws for evacuation with firearms. Uh, you know we need we need to clarify. We just happen to be talking about what's going on in the southeast this week. Uh, you these. Preparedness tips apply everywhere for every situation, and some are unique, like Kevin said. You know, so make sure you're following along, you're following along, and you're doing what you need to do in in, in order to survive. You were talking about fires in the in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, they make they make hoods you can slip over your own head, slip over your child's head, stick the the mouthpiece in their mouth. Cinch it tight, and you've basically created a fresh air mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and that's what they're for. You know, yeah. they, they, yeah. they're a great thing to keep in your bag to take right. with you when you're on a high rise in New York on a business trip. Know your situation, exactly right. Know your situation and know how to prepare. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. With all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people. People just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO. 
until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's gonna happen next and how long am I gonna be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who had been where I had been before, said, look brother, everything's gonna be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close. I'm so close. And when I, I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Marine Corporal Travis M. Woods died September 9, 2007, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Woods 
21 of Redding, California, was assigned to 3rd Battalion, 1st Marine Regiment, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, Camp Pendleton, California. He died of wounds sustained while conducting combat operations in the northern Helmand province of Afghanistan. Woods had already completed a tour of duty in Iraq before he went to Afghanistan. Family and friends remembered Travis Woods' love of extreme sports. His mother said he mastered BMX bikes, surfing, and snowboarding. Woods enlisted in the Marines while he was still attending Foothill High School. He is survived by his mother and father, Paul, as well as his sister, Tessa, 18, and a brother, Jake, 14. Marine Corporal Travis M. Woods, you are not forgotten. If you have any legal questions whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-467-4960 or 407-480-2179. That's the office line. As kind of a an adjunct to the storm conversations we were having earlier in your preparations, there are some things you need to do to prepare after the storm. There, there are, Kevin. And thank you again for, uh, for sponsoring this segment, folks. If you do want to get a hold of us, uh, to, to do a fallen hero, anybody you know you might uh, want to hear, just just reach out to us, armsroomradio.com. Uh, there's there's a number of ways to get a hold of us. And then, uh, Kevin, again, uh, always appreciate you sponsoring the segment. And uh, As Kevin, you're starting to say, there's there's things to do after there a, are. a major event, a, a, national, a natural it, disaster. It, you, you've, you've survived. If you haven't survived the storm, you don't need to listen to this part. Um <laughs> If you have survived the storm, and, and God willing, you have, um, you've probably put away the important papers that were necessary for the insurance on your property, and you're going to contact your insurance company with a list of the damages. Now, if, if you haven't suffered any damage yet, um, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily over for you, but you should have made a, a photographic record of as many things in your home as you could, and you can do it as a video, and then you can upload that video to your Facebook, uh, don't share it, or Right. Save it on the cloud. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, once it's on the cloud, it can never go away. So it's there forever. Nobody the knows cloud. how the cloud it's works. The cloud. Um, and that way, you can go back and show your insurance company. Oh, I don't have to show you the receipt for it. I had it. Here it is. Right. Um, the thing that you will often find is that once you've started to do what is referred to as mitigation, where you're trying to stop any more damage from happening, you're having to throw things out, and then you get this argument from an adjuster that says. Well, you know, you, you, you didn't have evidence of what kind of condition it was in before the storm, and therefore we can't give you full value for it. Let me tell you something. That's referred to as a first-party claim by lawyers. Right. And lawyers love first-party claims, and you know what? Clients love first-party claims, too, because the client doesn't pay us. The insurance company does. Now, let me make sure I understand this. Okay, you've got... Uh, you've got Folks, you're out there. You've you've had your natural disaster. You know you've had an incident occur, and 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 all of a sudden, Kevin, they they call their insurance company and they start just you know, the hammering and hauling. They well, start balking you know, you, or whatever. You need to get us these documents. You need to get us these documents. And they keep they'll slowly roll you on the number of documents. You know, I well, I, what I really need is an advance on my settlement, so I have somewhere to live. Yeah. Because I have no money. Right. Because yeah. The banks are all closed. Yeah. The roof's off my house right now. No, my house is gone. Yeah. It's yeah. at the bottom of the ravine where right. the mudslide took it. Right. Uh, but I, my wife and child and I are alive. Okay. Or, uh, you know, uh, I have a slab. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very nice slab. <laughs> but but, but it's that's just what I have left. Yeah. I have a slab. Uh, the, the tornado or the hurricane. Right. Yeah. Or the fire. Right. Uh, is left me with a slab. Right. Um, I would like somewhere to stay. 
oh, well, we're going to need these forms. Look, just find yourself a lawyer right, right away. Uh, if you can't find one where you are, call me. If you're not in my jurisdiction, yeah. I will find you one. Right, right. It will be, the, he will be salivating. Right. Um, the ladies dribble, but the guys salivate. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, to go after their own insurance, co- your insurance company for not dealing with you in good faith. Right. Those lack of good faith claims, uh, they can become, well, they can turn a $50,000 claim into $27 million claim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, believe me, I know. Right. Um, you, you want to be acting in good faith with, uh, and if you're an insurance adjuster, huh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> now there's a, you know, I remember what I remember, what I recall from working these natural disasters, uh, you know, in, in uh, previous lives, the, you, you get a lot, you get some of these companies that all of a sudden turn out to be, you know, uh, hokey, you know, that we had insurance with, uh, you know, uh, ABC insurance company. And it turns out ABC Insurance Company was just collecting premiums, and that was it. They and didn't really buy a policy, didn't bond yeah, anything, didn't yeah. have an underwriter. You know, there's there's a uh, there's a consequence for that, and there's a remedy for that. Right. And uh, you can reach out to to one of your local bar members. Right. Or, or if you're in Florida, to me. Yeah, and, yeah. Listen, and I will, if you're here I will, in Florida, folks, you better be. Giving I mean, a call. I do a lot of yeah. first party claims. Right. Uh, a lot of first party claims. Uh, and the the great thing about clients uh, that go after their own insurance carriers for fair to deal with them, adjust their claims properly or underestimate the damages they've received is that once I take on that representation, that client's not going to come out of their pocket to pay me. That's going to be something that the insurance company is going to have to put up. And, and I try to make a point of not even dipping into what the settlements are like, like you would in an, in a automobile crash where, right. you know, the, the, a lawyer is going to get a piece of what the settlement is. Yeah. That's not what happens in first party claims. It's a different animal. Right. Uh, the insurance company actually has to pay that lawyer separate and apart from the costs of the damages that the client's recovering. So I'm, it, the, Oh, it's not like a, like you don't get like your percentage. You get, no, you, 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 they get the no, full, they get the full Monty and then you just and, get and, uh, additional and I, from, and I get a fee based oh, on yeah, what yeah, I yeah. spent and what the value of the claim was directly right. from the insurance carrier, right? Because they didn't deal with you in good faith. But, and I normally am able to prove that, right. Um, you know, the eighth or ninth letter I've written to them that says, you know, do the right thing yeah. and they don't. Yeah. Um, but it, there are, I have techniques. Let me put it that way. I, we, we, we have, uh, we have techniques. Does this involve a bag of hammers and, uh, or a bag of doorknobs and a hammer? Um, well, I have used that line, uh, I have a hammer and a bag of money. Um, <laughs> that was a very effective method for years. I, I don't usually have to do it that way. Right. Uh, it's usually, if you don't do this, it's going to cost you a bag of money. Ah. And, and yeah, yeah. sometimes they just don't care. And, and that's when it gets to be really expensive for insurance right. companies. Right. When they tell you what part of, I'm not going to give you any money, did right. you not understand? the part where the jury just said $27 million. Oh, yeah. So this could be going on right now with, uh, in, in Houston. It, it from, could be. It, oh, from, from Harvey. Well, it could be. going. Well, okay. Okay. No. It could be. This is, this no. is good. This is already going on. It's there. going on. In so people are already, already, you know, beating their heads against the wall, dealing with their insurance companies. Absolutely. Now, I, listen, they're, you know, we're talking about the, uh, I guess the minority, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, insurance companies are up and up, but, you might get a, you might get an adjuster on a bad day that says you know what you I know don't what? I don't they, like uh, brown they, shirts they, so you're they, getting nothing. They may have gotten to the point where they're simply overwhelmed with the number of claims they're being asked. Oh, that's to true. Handle. That's true too. Yeah. And you know I'm sure that you want to be a, a decent human being and give them time to work your claim out, but you're going without 
for for how long? How long do you want to let that go? Right. Before you want to be the person on the top of the pile and not on the bottom of the pile. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction can bring to you is they can get you a, a bit more attention. You become the squeaky wheel. Yeah. And yeah. as we all remember, the squeaky wheel is the one that gets squeezed. Yep. Yep. So if if you're not getting the kind of response or you've reached the point at which you can't wait any longer, then it's time to go ahead and reach out to an attorney uh, and have an attorney start the process of getting you properly uh, appointed. Yeah. So if you, uh, if you don't have an attorney in Florida, so you know how to get a hold of us, armsroomradio.com or go to, you know, from there you can see the links to Max Law Orlando. Obviously if you're out of state, Kevin, you could, you could help them find counsel out of state. I, you I, know, have, for a, the I people have a in, network of lawyers all over okay. this country. And if, you know, if I don't really do international insurance claims, but I can handle most of South America as well. <laughs> all right. So this is, this is good for, you know, for those in Texas, those in, uh, 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 the Pacific Northwest dealing with the fires now where we got, uh, we got Oregon up there. We got Washington state dealing with them. So I, I know there's, boy, I was just looking at some of the, some of the smoke damage reports. I see just alone. The smoke damage uh, is, is ridiculous. Let alone and it, and fire damage all into these houses. part of part of your policy. Right. Very true. Very true. Now is this is, this is particular for disasters. So your, your regular, your regular insurance should cover everything else, but this is this is the disastrous things we're talking about right now. Well, well, I, any kind of insurance problem, I right. can help with. Okay, uh, you got to do it, folks. Uh, armsroomradio.com or reach out directly at maxlaurelando.com. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, Kevin. We've been talking about storms coverage, you know, because we're, we're we're down here in you know uh, in in uh, Devastation Central, Florida. Yeah, yeah. We we all have to. Armageddon. Have, I I can't believe we're still here. First off, I can't believe we're still. But you know what it is? We have our bottles of water. We have bottles. We have water. our bottles of water, so we're good. We're we're good. Uh, in Cleveland, though, there's another. I won't call him. I was going to say gentleman. There's another individual that probably would have been better off. He'd come down here and uh, had dealt with and the just devastation. Dealt with a bottle yeah, of water. Dealt with it down here. Taco Bell employees shoot and kill masked suspect during armed robbery. You said employees. Oh, you noticed that, did you? I did. There you said, a, I said there employees. I said employees. Your... This is at a Taco Bell. A Taco Bell. Taco Bell workers in Cleveland, workers in Cleveland opened fire on two armed and masked robbers back on uh, September 6th. There are news reports that the employees, two 19-year-old men and one 23-year-old man, Shot one of the would-be robbers six times just before 3 a.m. But not each. Well, no, not six times each. And I don't have the count. I don't know if this was a, you know, if this was a one, two, three, if this was a one, one, four. I, I don't know what the individual count was on the rounds. Couldn't be a one, one. It could have been one, one, four. Could have been two, two, two. Everybody was double tapping. Could have been a double tap. Yeah, could have been a double tap. If could've, they trained together, that would make sense. That's right. Could have been two guys doing the Mozambique and one standing there clapping. Good job, gentlemen. <laughs> Good job. Good job. No, that would not have no, sounded that worked. Okay. Uh, so they, they they shot and killed this robber in the city of Edgewater in uh, outside of Cleveland. Uh, uh, shortly after, the 24-year-old later identified by the Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner uh, was pronounced dead at a local hospital. See, now, Kevin, as I read the story, it did not tell me 
too much about the the gentleman. I was like, oh well, you know what what happened? Did he did he was this a shooting? Was but it was you it, can kind of tell yeah. how that concluded based on who did it identify? Yeah, the, unless they get the medical examiner coming out to you know identify people check at traffic out, stops. Check ID, yeah, I exactly. Guess, check yeah. IDs. yeah, I'm just checking to see if you're old enough to drink, sir. Uh, police you know, said that yeah. when the two armed men arrived. They ordered three employees to the ground by gunpoint. See, those odds are bad. Two armed men versus three armed men. Yeah, but see, I don't <laughs> think they realized that they were armed no, victims. No, they did not. They did not. Uh, they ordered the employees to the ground. They proceeded to walk over to the cash register when three other employees in the store, each armed with a gun, shot at them. Uh, Jackson, the deceased, went down and the other suspect fled the scene. Yeah, like a rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) I found out they were at a Fox convention. Let me tell you, Kevin, why, and I'm sure you've already figured this out, why these armed robbers picked the Taco Bell. They thought it was a gun-free zone. Because Taco Bell has a corporate policy against employees being armed on the job. See there? Let's go rob the gun-free zone. Right. You know what these three individuals who 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 were the uh, anti victims? Yeah, anti. I know they, I, they, they were. They probably were clocked out before the shooting. Uh, or yeah, that's that's the official reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they uh, weren't. Uh, we, no, no, we were just leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd been here for a staff meeting, and we that's were, right. We, we weren't right. on the clock. That's exactly right. We were donating our time for the staff meeting. Yeah, these are three employees that said, "I don't remember seeing the word." Taco Bell in the Constitution. So I <laughs> think I'm just going to go ahead and uh, and uh, you know. Carry my Roscoe. I'm going to take my my legally licensed concealed firearm with me. It's a, you know, don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. It's exactly right. Uh, no additional arrests have been made at this time, but Taco Bell says they're offering counseling for the employees. The franchise, uh, according to Taco Bell and the parent company Sigma Bell, who knew that? The franchise owner of this Cleveland store says they're shocked this happened at the restaurant. But the franchisee is fully cooperating with the Cleveland Police Department in their investigation. The employees are very shaken up from the events, and the franchisee is offering them counseling. That's the only thing that they would say. Well, you know, they could probably say a lot. They just can't hear it because they did all that indoor shooting without without hearing protection. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what you got to (laughs) remember. Don't try to make a 911 call after you've used your firearm because you won't be able to understand what the 911 operator is saying. That's an excellent point. We're making the joke about about shooting indoors. I've been in shooting indoors, some uh, without without hearing protection. Some were unintentional without hearing (laughs) protection. (laughs) You know, one of those where you're standing on the range. The shot wasn't unintentional. No, the shots were intentional. The, the the not having your hearing protection on was unintentional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get caught where, you know, it's in an actual real world environment uh, and you don't have hearing protection on. And then sometimes you're there at their indoor range. And, and somebody decides they, they yelled hot and you didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, that, that's happened and it's, it's, uh, it's painful. It's painful. It does. <laughs> it's, it's very surprising. And it's immediately fire, followed by, hey, hey, hang on a second. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let me get my ears on. Uh, here's a story I saw out of, uh, New York and this, the way this title reads, it was, it was very misleading. And I, when I wanted to, uh, take a look at it, it says man accidentally shoots himself in the leg while ordering, ordering at, the, at a New York deli. And I just want to give this back to you, Kevin. I haven't let you see the story ahead of time. A man accidentally shoots himself in the leg while ordering at a New York deli. What, what is your first uh, inclination to, to think of what went on here? Uh, a diamond merchant had an accidental or, or negligent discharge. By diamond merchant, you say that because 
that's why they would be carrying a firearm in New York because unless you're yeah. carrying large amounts of cash or valuables, it's impossible to get a concealed weapons permit. Right. At the, the last the last count I saw, and it's been a couple of years, they've been suppressing these numbers since then with uh, that that clown De Blasio. Uh, Two thousand concealed weapons permits issued in the city of New York uh, of the city of uh, eight million people or so. It's 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 a uh, two thousand. And so, like you said, these are. These are famous people, or these are rich people, or these are people carrying diamonds. Rich people, you know, they, they carry people who work for rich people. Yeah, yeah. You, you carry my money because it's too heavy. Correct, correct. So that's my thought originally was, wow, here's a concealed carry person that shot themselves. I really want to read this story for the training value, for the education value, to make sure this what, what, didn't happen with a particular gun, with right. a particular what holster. Were they carrying? Correct. How are they? You know, what what's going on with that? What is what, oh, we had a custom trigger job done to it. You know, some kind of shenanigans going on with you altered the normal function of the firearm. Customer, That's not what was going on here? You no, know, no, no, not what's going on. I got, I got about a sentence into it before I uh, realized that was not uh, what was going on. Uh, a customer at an iconic deli up in New York, in New York's Upper West Side, caused quite a scene when he ordered a bagel and then accidentally shot himself in the leg with a gun in his pocket. All right, I thought, well, why would you carry a gun in your pocket? Maybe it's a little pocket gun. Maybe it's a little, you know, a little. Uh, uh, North American arms, little underfolder, something like that. Maybe it's meant to be a pocket gun. The man, 48, who was a regular at the deli, fled the scene, dripping blood all over the floor and street. Kevin, if you shot yourself accidentally, you're going to run out in the street? Not unless I'm trying to get to the ambulance faster. Okay, ex- exactly. I'll meet yeah. you on the way. You come right. toward me, I'll run toward you. So I hear running. I'm like, oh, something's wrong. He's running and bleeding at the same time. He's uh, it's kind of like when a kid gets bit by a bee. You know, they run really fast. Ah. They run, that's what this guy You did. know what? The only time I would run from somewhere is if I was afraid I was going to bleed on my wife's white Berber carpet. <laughs> true, true. Or if the shooting had not stopped yet. So, uh, No, I always run when the shooting <laughs> has not stopped yet. Uh, he was dripping blood all over the floor and street, and he ditched the gun in a nearby grassy area, grassy area and checked himself into the hospital. He claims that he found the gun somewhere and that it was not his. You know what that is in New York? That's a felon with a firearm. That's a couple of felonies at that point. <laughs> that's a, that's a couple of felonies. You've got the uh, you've got the possession of it. You've got the discharge of it. You've got the injury after the discharge. You know, you've, you've got a couple of different felonies going on here. There's a uh, there's a uh, tampering with evidence. Yeah, that, you're exactly you got right. Rid of yeah, the, you were rid of the gun. Exactly right. Um, you left the scene of a crime. Correct. Because they yeah. were that was and and it was a violent crime. So that's a felony fleeing. Correct. Uh, I can make a lot of things out of that as a prosecutor. The bizarre incident left customers shaken, but luckily no one was hurt. I mean, except the guy shot in the leg, right? Uh, Police say that the man is homeless and has been arrested nine times on various charges and that they currently have a warrant out for his arrest for illegal illegal narcotics possessions. Uh, Nine arrests. He's probably a career criminal. Career career criminal. Did, Did you notice how in the title of this article, Kevin... That was not in there. None yeah. of this was in there. Well, it's a New York story, <laughs> so it, it doesn't really fit the agenda uh, thank of, you, of thank certain you. news reporting agencies that right. they need to make it sound like yet another innocent person attacked by a firearm right. that he yeah. just found laying on the walking around yeah. the neighborhood. He tried yeah. to give it a home and it shot him. This these guns they'll do that. These guns it's guns gone crazy. Guns gone wild. You know what? Guns gone you wild. Know, you never hear about people doing that with le- missing left socks. Just pick them up and take them home. Yeah, yeah. They don't shoot themselves with left socks. Is that where we're going? No, there's always a left sock missing from the door. Oh, very true, very true. Because they flee. Very true. Uh, hey, folks, uh, 
we've had a, we've had a, a great show. We uh, we want to thank everybody for for joining us. Uh, and, and please, uh, we'll see you next week after the storm. Until then, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. We'll see you next week. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its